Hey, Mets fans, happy Wednesday. How you doing? I know last night wasn't the day we wanted to happen for the Mets, but let's shrug it off. We got two more to play against Chicago. Before we do, let's go back to yesterday and talk a little bit about the Mets game. Now, we knew it would be cold in Chicago last night. I think the game time temperature was 36 degrees. What we didn't want to see happening was the Mets bats go even colder than they have been. Uh, so what was colder, the Chicago temperature or the New York Mets? Depending on your perspective, I would have to say the Mets bats. Uh, a little bit underachieving yesterday. Uh, we didn't really knock the hide off the ball in Colorado. We did win. Uh, teams always do win in Colorado and hit well in Colorado. But again, we just didn't have the timely hits against Chicago. We really didn't even have hit timely hits against uh, Colorado. And to be honest with you, it's, that's kind of been the story all year so far for the Mets. And uh, the sad part about the game is we had more ejections in the game than we actually had runs. Uh, Taiwan Walker and Louis Rojas were thrown out of the ball game for complaining about uh, John Lipka's strike zone behind the plate. Uh, Walker, I think, was letting out a little bit of frustration because he had been pulled from the game when he was ejected. And uh, Rojas, I think, was just showing that he defends his players. And right after Walker was ejected, Rojas got thrown, tossed, whatever you want to call it, from the game also. Let's face it, the Mets were just flat. Uh, defensively, J.D. Davis, who's always a question mark on defense. Uh, one minute he could show you moments of uh, brilliance, and the next time, uh, like last night, he showed you how undependable he can be at times. He had two throwing errors. Uh, but let's not blame J.D. Davis or his defense for the loss yesterday. Once again, the lineup only went one for six with runners in scoring position. And they left 10 runners on base. How many times can we keep playing the same old song? Uh, Davis said no one is frustrated. I think if it was a 60-game season, people would be a little frustrated. But it's 162. We have got a little bit of ways to go. I think we're in a good position right now. The bats were a little cold, but it's just one game. Now, I understand that mentality, but... Uh, you're reaching a point now where we've played 12 games, which is... Pretty close to almost the tenth of a season. You need the bats to get going before you say, "Okay, we're just having a bad year." I know that the bats will come around. What hurt the Mets, accentuated the Mets yesterday, was the fact that Brandon Nimmo laid his first egg offensively. Uh, he went 0 for 5, uh, didn't get on base, struck out three times, and he left five men on base. So Brandon Nimmo got the left on base disease from the Mets, and Francisco Landor, don't call me Frankie. Uh, 0 for 4, and now he's batting 171. And uh, let's face it, we got him to hit. So we, after 12 games, his average should be a little bit higher than 171, but he needs to break out. Uh, Pete Alonso took the collar. He's 0 for 4 in the game, and uh, his average is down to 227. We don't expect a high batting average from Pete, but a 227 batting average should be a little bit higher. And Michael Conforto, Michael, we're playing for a contract here. He went 0 for 3. They moved him up to the 5 spot, and he's batting 184. Uh, Jeff McNeil, I had high hopes for Jeff McNeil because traditionally he just rips into the Cubs. He couldn't get it done yesterday. Uh, he, he took the collar, too. 
And I think his stats were amazing coming against... A lot of these guys actually were pretty good against the Cubs coming into this series, but what happened, who knows. Uh, let's see what McNeil's... I had it written down here. McNeil's stats against the... Uh, oh, especially against Jake Arrieta. McNeil, check this out. McNeil's a 577 hitter, 15 for 26 with a double and a homer. And uh, no player... In baseball, has had more hits against the former Cy Young Award winner. No player with at least 10 at-bats has hit him for a higher average. Uh, former Met, uh, Curtis Granderson also had 15 hits against Arietta against his career. Unfortunately, Curtis wasn't in the lineup yesterday. Uh, but, yeah, when McNeil, he, McNeil, I don't understand McNeil. He, he's a hitting machine, and he usually hits in his sleep. He's down to 162. So something's going on this year. Uh, J.D. Davis is our... Best hitter uh, with batting average is 385. But we need these other guys to start picking up and uh, start hitting the ball. And hopefully that'll happen soon. You don't want to lose a series to the Cubs. Like I said, they just can't hit. Uh, we got them right where they wanted. We wanted them in the season. At this point in the season, we just couldn't do it. Uh, Arietta's been pitching well, and that's a blessing in disguise for the Cubs because maybe it's the Chicago Cub uniform that makes them a good pitcher. I don't know. But. Rojas isn't panicking. He says, it's going to come around. You feel it. You know these guys. You know how they work. And I agree. But like I said, you just don't want to get into these slumps where it just gets in your mindset and causes you to uh, just have a bad season. So, like I said, take it one game at a time. I'm not panicking at all. And like I said, we've been kind of lucky with our wins. We're not really blowing teams out. So, like I said, when this team gets hot, they could just steamroll and win seven, eight games in a row with the offense and with the pitching. And let's be honest, the pitching wasn't there yesterday. Taiwan laid his first egg. Uh, he just couldn't find home plate. Mets couldn't find the winning ways, and Taiwan couldn't find home plate in three in two-thirds innings. He gave up six walks. Did strike out seven, but you could tell the frustration setting in. The good news was the bullpen held its own. Uh, Gazelman, Barnes, Familia, and May went the rest of the way and didn't give up any runs. So that was four and a third innings of uh, scoreless two-hit ball with no walks, so the pitching did its job after uh, Walker left the game. We just couldn't get the bats going. Uh, we were down 3 nothing after 4, got a run in the 5th, and that was it. Lights out, party over. Uh, I just don't know. I just don't know. We had a little bit of a rally. Uh, Guillaume had a pinch hit single against Craig Kimbrell in ninth, loaded the bases following two walks, but this is where the frustration sets in. We had our Hottest batter coming into the game, Nimmo, he struck out. And then Lindor grounded out to first base. So that, in a nutshell, capped the evening and the frustration for the Mets. I thought we could pull it off at that point in the ninth inning, but we just didn't. So you got to take the good with the bad. Uh, like I said, Walker just wasn't himself yesterday. He kind of unraveled in the fourth inning when he walked three straight batters. And I felt bad for him. He just couldn't find a home plate and... Uh, with the Mets deficit going th uh, with two outs and winding the Mets deficit 3-1 to one with that inning. Uh, it kind of put a little blemish on his first two starts, but I'm still a big fan of Walker. I think you got to understand, too, with pitchers, these weather conditions aren't the best. And uh, he has stuff. And under warmer, under warmer weather and uh, better conditions, I think Walker would have done okay. Uh, the free fall began with two outs. Jason Hayward stole second. Eric Sogard's ensuing RBI single extended the lead 
Cubs lead it 2-0. Walker then got ahead in the count on Jake Arrieta before throwing three straight balls to walk the Cub pitcher, and that is the cardinal sin. You just never walk a pitcher. Ian Happ and Wilson Contreras each walked before Gazelman entered the strikeout. Anthony Rizzo with the bases loaded. So Gazelman got the big out, uh, put a Band-Aid on the dam, and we actually held the Band-Aid, held the water from coming out the rest of the game. But like I said, you could tell the frustration on Walker uh, when he couldn't find home plate and he wasn't getting any help from uh, the home plate umpire. Uh, Davis's first throwing air of the night in the third inning gave the Cubs their first run with two outs. Davis is throwing Contreras' grounder bounce past Pete Alonso, allowing Sogard, who had walked leading off the inning, to score. Uh, Davis would man up. He didn't blame it on the cold weather. He says, it's not all that. I could have made better throws. I'm not one to say I don't take accountability on myself. I am my biggest critic, but it's one of those things I am not really used to coming to Florida. You play a little bit of these, but it is what it is. Just make better throws, and I agree. Uh, that's what you want to hear from a ball player after a moment like that. Uh, and Rojas, sticking up for his pitcher, said, Personally, I thought Taiwan got squeezed a little bit by the home plate umpire, and I thought we were getting calls that were out of the zone. That's where the frustration came in. That's why the argument started happening. So we got to just turn this one aside. Uh, look ahead to today's game. We got the Cubbies again. Two more, two more night games. Uh, and hopefully we're back on track. We got David Peterson going for us today. Uh, I like David. Uh, looks like he's doing better than what I thought he would be doing. Uh, he matches career high with strikeouts uh, last time out. Uh, after coming back off a tough season debut against the Phillies. And he pitched them uh, to victory in the city field. And he'll be making his first career start outside the eastern time zone in Chicago. Yeah, that's what happens when you have COVID-2020. Uh, we were playing all the games on the East Coast, so set your clock back an hour, Dave, and get ready to pitch. And Zach Davies is going for the Cubs. He had a pretty good uh, season debut, but since then he's allowed 11 runs on 12 hits and five and two-third innings. Uh, and his past two starts combined, that includes three strikeouts and six walks. He had four runs and four innings and a loss to land on Friday. So hopefully we got Davies where we want him. Uh, I knew going in Arietta might present problems last night, but hopefully we can handle Davies. So that's it. And when we come back, we're going to do our usual fun stuff. We've added both a trivia question and Jeopardy. Uh, Jeopardy met final to our podcast. We're doing two now. So stay tuned. It's going to be fun. We'll be right back. Hey, welcome back, Met fans. How you doing? Uh, we're going to start with our two perplexing questions and Jeopardy uh, segments that always get your brain a little bit fried and working. The first is our trivia question, and it is, what Met pitcher has the most balks in New York Mets history? Once again, today's trivia question is, what pitcher has the most balks in New York Mets history? Now, our Jeopardy question, I'm going to give you two comments that comprise the clues, and you got to give me what the question is. First clue. When the Mets and St. Louis Cardinals played a 25-inning game in 1974, he got his first Major League hit, a pinch hit. Second clue. Played 11 games for the Mets in 1974 with four hits and 22 at-bats and one run batted in, and four games as a first baseman. 
And that's our Jeopardy. Now what we're going to do is celebrate birthdays in Met history today. We have six birthdays of note as we turn off the Jeopardy music. Uh, the first birthday is Greg Hartz. Who remembers Greg Hartz? Greg Hartz is celebrating a birthday. He had three games played with the Mets. He wore number six with two at-bats, one hit. He, and that's it. That's his claim to fame with the Mets. Greg Hartz born this day. Uh, next birthday we're celebrating, Randy Sterling. Who remembers Randy? Randy wore number 35. And he was drafted, but he had, Mets had high hopes for him. He was drafted in the first round, fourth round pick overall. But he only came up at the, and pitched for the Mets for one season, three games, nine innings, 9.1 innings and 74, and that was it. So the number one draft pick for the Mets in uh, 1969 didn't work out for much, but what are you going to do? Sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. Uh, happy birthday to Jesse Orozco. Let's throw our glove up in the air and celebrate for Jesse. He wore number one, 61 and 47 for the Mets. 47 was his number, his claim to fame. Um, with the Mets, he was winner of the National League Pitcher of the Month Award, August 1983, and winner of the National League Player of the Week Award, August 7, 1983, August 14, 1983, and June 10, 1984. Uh, he was traded with Greg Field by the Minnesota Twins in exchange for the Coos, Jerry Kuzman, on December 8, 1978. And uh, he was with us a long, long time, Jesse. And uh, 1988 was his last season with the Mets, and then he went to uh, Cleveland Indians after that. Uh, but Jesse will always be remembered with the 86 Mets. That's something that he'll live with, and he'll always be remembered. Jesse Orozco, happy birthday. Chris Donald's number 23 in your Met roster and scorecard. Uh, he played with us in 91 and 92. Basically was a first baseman, third baseman type. Uh, never amounted to much with the bat and 210 at-bats, batted 195 with the Mets. Uh, zero homers, 11 RBIs. Uh, he was selected in the first round. Another first-round pick got bust. Uh, 24th pick overall on June 2nd, 1987. And then uh, the Marlins picked him up in 1992 after the season. Uh, happy birthday to Jeff Kepinger. Who remembers Jeff? Number six. He played with us in 2004, 116 at-bats, uh, played second base and strictly second base with the Mets, and uh, he was traded to the Mets with Chris Benson. Remember Chris Benson, or do you remember his wife? Do you remember Chris Benson and his wife, Chris Benson, or just Chris Benson's wife? In exchange for uh, Ty Wigington, who everyone loved Ty, he could hit, Jose Bautista and Mike Peterson. Uh, another guy who's celebrating a birthday, Ronnie Polino, number nine, 2011. He got a lot of playing time. Uh, Ronnie was okay, serviceable backup for the Mets. Uh, he won 68 games in 2011. Uh, two homers, 19 RBIs, batted 268. So Ronnie's celebrating a birthday too. And uh, also on this date in Met history... Uh, the Mets sold Brad Amos to the Toronto Blue Jays on April 21st, 2011. Uh, Brad, who remembers Brad? 
Uh, he played in 2011 before the Mets got rid of him in 14 games, 37 at-bats, batted 162, and he was a second baseman. Now, as we always like to do here, we reflect back on a date in Met history. I randomly pick a game that was played on this very same date, one year in Met history. And today I chose April 21st, 2014. Let's go to City Field. The Mets are playing the St. Louis Cardinals on the mound for St. Louis. We have Tyler Lyons going on the mound and Henry Mejia going on the mound for the Mets. Now, coming into this game, the St. Louis Cardinals were 11-8 uh, in second place in the Central Division. Milwaukee got off to a great start that year. And the Mets were 9-9. Nine trailing the uh, first-place Braves, who got off to a good start. They were 13-6 and in, in the Washington Nationals. Now, for the Mets, I always I love going over the lineups. It brings back so many memories. And on this day, we had Eric Young leading off and batting, uh, playing left field, I should say. Curtis Granison, the Grandy Band, right field batting second. The captain, David Wright, batting third at third. Chris Young in center field batting cleanup. Murph, Daniel Murphy at second base, batting fifth. And uh, Josh Satin, the first baseman, batting sixth. Uh, Travis Darno, the catcher, batting seventh. Ruben Tejada, batting eighth and shortstop. And who remembers Henry Mejia? Yes, he had a lot of potential, and he got the nod on the mound. And it's a good thing he did get the um, nod on the mound because he pitched very, very well. He got the win. He pitched six and two-thirds, shutout ball, four hits, three walks. And I lowered his ERA down to 1.99. Scott Rice came in, pitched two-thirds of an inning. Carlos Torres came in and pitched two-thirds of an inning. And who remembers the days of Kyle Farnsworth coming out of the bullpen to put out fires? Well, on this day he did. It was his first save with the Mets. He pitched one inning, gave up one hit. And uh, the Mets won the ball game 2 nothing. They scored a run in the third, and they scored a run in the sixth. Uh, David Wright knocked in a run. And so did Travis Darno. So the Mets win. They beat St. Louis. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? Let's go, Mets. Uh, the game-winning RBI went to... Uh, who did get the game-winning RBI? Game-winning RBI went to the captain, David Wright. He knocked in Eric Young. So that's how they did it. And then they added another run, like I said, in the sixth inning. So the Metsies win. Meet the Mets. Put it in the books. We won the ball game. Now we're going to go, as we always do, to give you the answers for the Mets trivia question and the Jeopardy question. Who's ready? Today's question on... For trivia was what Met pitcher has the all-time record for balks in New York Met history? The answer is the Cone Man, David Cone, with ten balks in Met history. He is the all-time leader. How about that? Now the Met Jeopardy question uh, answer was the two clues were. When the Mets and St. Louis Cardinals played a 25-inning game in 74, he got his first major league hit, a pinch hit. And he played 11 games for the Mets in 74 with four hits and 22 bats and one run batted in. And the answer to that 
the question should be, who is Brock Pemberton? Who remembers Brock Pemberton? Hopefully you got the trivia question right and the Jeopardy uh, question right. If you did, you're our kind of Met fan. If not, we still love you. Yes, we do. Thanks for playing, and uh, you guys are the best. And as always, I want to thank you for once again listening to this podcast. Sorry if I'm bumbling a little bit today. I uh, didn't get much sleep after the Cub game got up early, but I'm here to service your Mets needs, and that's what I'm here to do. So hopefully you're liking these podcasts. Uh, they're the complimentary podcast to our Facebook group, New York Mets. Baseball, a way of life. Hope you're digging the group. I'm doing the best I can to make it everything you want and need in a group for that's about the Mets. Uh, so please, if you like this podcast, please subscribe. You'll get updated every day when it comes up. Uh, put in a comment if you like. And I'm not sure who your carrier is. If you put in a comment, please do so. I'll get it. If you just want to reach me in general about anything, about the podcast, the trivia questions, anything, anything Mets related or anything at all. Email me at philstan41 at gmail.com. As always, really appreciate your support. I hope you're enjoying these podcasts and the group. And let's go Mets. Let's go David Pearson. Let's get him tonight. And let's tie up this series. Talk to you guys tomorrow.